Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What's going on, everybody? It's that time again. It's the Sooners Illustrated Podcast, episode 59, on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Josh Calloway, Colin Kennedy, with you on a Thursday, sending you on your way into your February weekend. Don't have a ton going on. We've got a couple of recruiting things we want to get into. Big basketball game the other night that did not go well. Reporter Moser squad. We'll talk about that a little bit as well. Look ahead to this weekend, Kansas Coming to the LNC. So we got a few things we want to hit on before we send you on your way to the weekend. But Colin, did you see the biggest news of the day? EA Sports College Football dropped a teaser. The College Football Video Games. I didn't get to even watch it yet. I dropped it right as we sat down to start recording. But that's the biggest news of the day. That has rocked my world. Apparently, they're going to have more details in May than the game is expected to be released this summer. So I got to take like a week off or something, I guess. I don't know. I might not be able to do the pod for a couple of for a couple of episodes while I'm playing the game. I believe it when I see it when it comes to that I game. I know. Like, is I it know. actually even going to drop? Because at this point, what was it? They lied about even just making a commercial uh, a couple weeks ago. The rumor was that during the natty, during the natty, there was going to be a commercial or some details and just nothing happened. Yeah, keep in mind we've already been delayed a year because it was supposed to come out last summer and then it got bumped back. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's kind of like a I'm holding I'm holding a the video game never drops ticket at this point. Now it may be at plus <laughs> odds, I may be facing plus money, but if it cashes and I think it, there's a chance, I'll be a very rich man. I've been right there, and then today has got me in the Michael Scott. I'm ready to be hurt again territory. Yeah. That's kind of, I'm believing again, and it's scary. So look forward to that. Um, what OU players will fans want to play with first? You got to get the, all the guys we missed need to be in the game. I need to go be able to have a chance to run around with Tyler Murray. We never got that opportunity, so we need to backtrack and give me that chance. So hopefully the game does us uh, some favors there. But yeah, that's the big news of the day in college football. There is you know a few recruiting things we want to get into, like we said, um, just a sure. couple, and then we'll do some hoops. Be a nice and quick little little easy show. I'm actually heading down to Arlington later today to DFW to Collins Neck of the Woods. OU baseball season opener tomorrow at Globe Life Field there uh, in Arlington. Very excited for that. It's tomorrow afternoon. So I'm going to be heading down there later. We kind of moved the show up, recording this pretty early in the morning, relatively for us. We don't usually record this early. Um, so quick and painless. We'll do a few things here and then we'll get on out. So, Colin, I think the, the major name on the recruiting side that most fans are excited about and are just curious about right now is probably Jonah Williams, who we've talked about before. Um, Four-star, right as a linebacker. OU wants him as a safety. We talked about that before as well. Um, he's a really talented kid. He's got lots of offers. Um, just an update from you. Obviously, we've seen some picks get put in 
Um, our own Steve Wilfong dropped a crystal ball in. Just uh, give us a little update. I'm sure fans would like to know just anything that you're hearing on Jonah and maybe even a timeline. It sounds like this might not be for a little while, but just, I guess, uh, put it, wrap it up for us a little bit on the Jonah Williams sweepstakes right now. Yeah, our subscribers know exactly where my head has been at to the point. And I encourage folks who want to learn more in-depth stuff on Jonah and other recruits to go subscribe right now. With kind of a generic statement for the public, there's very much a reason why I don't put picks in. There are several reasons why I don't put in a ton of picks. And the Jonah Williams situation is one of them. And for, again, a multitude of reasons, I've held back a pick that I probably could have made the mm -hmm. moment he left campus in Norman, but I didn't. Why? All right. I tell fans this a lot, but me being in the world of recruiting for a long time now, one thing that I have learned that gets completely devalued or almost discarded and is kind of a silly thing to not think about is the counterpunch in college football recruiting. Yeah. Everyone just thinks a guy took a visit, it went really great, a pick went in, oh, he's committed. No, no, because there are about, I don't know, let's say 40 other offers on Jonah Williams' offer sheet. Mm -hmm. And a good percentage of those guys, those coaching staffs are going to be trying to figure out a way to derail any momentum that Oklahoma had coming out of the weekend. And rightfully so. I mean, this is legitimately, legitimately a five-star safety hybrid linebacker who can play up to the line of scrimmage and all the way back to the deep safety. He's a freak. And when I went to see him in person, I was like, man, I, I don't remember the last time I saw a hybrid defender like this in my time in recruit before. Like it, yeah. This is not someone you just let fade into the wind. And so I think in Jonah's situation, he talked with Brandon Huffman, our national recruiting editor, the other day. That story is up at Sooners Illustrated for our subscribers. But essentially... The next a commitment announcement, if anything, it'll be a top 10 of sorts. He's right. going to want to narrow the list down, essentially narrow his focus before visits. And, and I still firmly believe that Jonah Williams won't be making a decision anytime soon, at least until after some official visits are taken. Especially in the era now where recruits have unlimited official visits because that's just something the NCAA said can happen. This guy could legitimately take a 10 official visit slate if he wanted to. So I know fans always kind of like make fun of guys like me who write the top 10 stories, and that's justifiable. It's one of my least favorite things I ever have to do. <laughs> but now it's kind of important because he could legitimately take – 10 OVs if you want. Now, I'm not saying that he will. Right. What I am saying is that this is going to be a process that's going to be drawn out likely into the summer. I really wouldn't be surprised if it's later in the summer. And then that would be when I would expect Jonah Williams to make his decision. And there are some heavy hitters here. Again, the counterpunch concept. I, I told our subscribers immediately in one of these six note drops that I dropped immediately after that junior day weekend. I was like, look, the Jonah Williams visit couldn't have gone any better. But Oregon, 
Ohio State, Texas, Texas A&M, who knows, maybe LSU. Yeah. They've all been on the radar for Jonah Williams. And here very soon, I think they're going to remind everybody why that is the case. Oklahoma has done a lot of work here. It's worked out well, but more work is likely in the future. Yeah, so it sounds like, um, you know, not to, I don't know the right, throw a wet blanket on the uh, hype train right now. Oklahoma's in good shape, but give it a little time. Uh, I guess it's kind of uh, the the main sentiment I'm taking out of that. Wait till a little bit of later in the summer. Um, the visit went great. Oklahoma is in is in great shape here. You know, certainly a, a good chance that they can land this kid, but give it give it a little time. Give it a little time. Uh, I mentioned he's a four star. It's five star composite um, for people who are curious on that. Number fourteen overall player, number two linebacker, and uh, like we said, Oklahoma kind of has him in that safety mold. Probably a cheetah candidate. You would you would imagine so. Big time player, um, like like Colin said, freak of nature, and uh, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure he's going to be one we're going to talk about a lot in between now and whatever that commitment does come, presumably later in the summer. But as of now, Oklahoma's in good shape, and we'll continue to update you, uh, everybody, as as necessary. I guess is the best way to put that. So, going to be a fun one to keep an eye on, though, and what a player it would be if Oklahoma can can bring him in. Elsewhere on the recruiting side of things, I think this is kind of that time of year. We're in the middle of February right now. Um, signing day just happened. We talked about that last week, obviously. So the 2024 class is in the books. We're on a 25 completely. Um, spring practices are about a month or so away from starting. What's well, just kind of the, the timeline right now for the recruiting side of things? What, what should fans turn their attention to right now? What, where is your attention uh, right now? Whether that's specific players that you think their timeline is coming up or just I don't know, in general, well, what's kind of the, the next, I don't know, month or, or beyond look like on the recruiting side of things right now for, for fans to kind of look forward to and get excited about? Yeah, so there's actually going to be a lot of stuff that picks up specifically this weekend in the world of recruiting, and I'll definitely be a part of it. So, again, if you're subscribed to Sooners Illustrated, expect some pretty fun content because right now we're kind of in seven-on-seven seven season. These guys are taking a break from recruiting. They're out on the road. They're playing with their seven-on-seven teams. Or, I think this is another very important thing to note, a lot of fans are asking why is right now a little bit of a slower period. Well, obviously, it's the dead period. So, literally, it's supposed to be dead. (laughs) Yeah. But in recruiting, again, these rankings and all these things that we compile has to do a lot with multi-sport backgrounds. And a lot of these guys are literally playing other sports right now. So they're not doing anything recruiting-wise because maybe they're playing in a basketball game like a Lamont Rogers, or they're throwing shot put and discus like a Michael Fasusi, or they're running mm-hmm. track and maybe they're part of the four-by-one. I don't know. And so these guys focus right now. They're kind of on other things. But this weekend specifically – You've got a really big seven-on-seven tournament down here in in, uh, the state of Texas in Houston. It's one of the bigger tournaments that teams from across the country participate in. So I'm expecting to hear a lot uh, from folks that go down there about teams from California, Florida, and then, of course, here in the state of Texas. I will be actually heading to a different event, though. There are, again, some seven-on-seven tournaments in the state. But I'm hitting the road to Georgia. I will be driving to Atlanta with our good buddies Hudson Stanish and Jordan Scruggs because this is also kind of the time frame where 
like the Under Armour camp circuit gets uh -huh. going. And so this weekend, the Atlanta, Georgia, UA camp is taking place. And I think if you're an Oklahoma fan specifically, you're like, okay, why does that matter? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but Emmett Jones, Jay Vlai, and new defensive coordinator Zach Alley, they have started a recruit Georgia movement at OU, literally. Yeah. And this weekend's event in Atlanta, when I head out there, like, there's a ton of OU offers already on the table. And then you get into the maybes for this list that I saw. Rumor has it there may or may not be a five-star wide receiver at this event who visited Oklahoma. More on that later on the site for our subscribers. And then from there, it's like, okay, what happens next? Basically, folks, we're going to get through this dead period. Camps, seven-on-seven seven circuit, all that stuff's going to take place. Once things open back up and you kind of get into the evaluation period or what have you, then you might see some more stuff taking place as far as visits, travel, and, and things of that nature. And March, specifically, is going to be one that Oklahoma circles because mm -hmm. I believe right out of the dead period, OU is trying to host a number of sophomores, juniors, maybe even some freshmen on campus and what's shaping up to be a really loaded visit weekend. And then you get into spring practices and players can obviously visit you for spring practices and the game. And I, I've always said like in this time in recruiting where timelines are getting bumped up quicker and quicker earlier and earlier, March is to me where you really see some announcements come through. Maybe some guys want to make a decision. They want to secure a spot. They want to go into summer without having to worry about that stuff. Yeah. And I think, again, it's March and April where you probably start to get a sense of where you're really at with these guys, especially the 2025 cycle, which is now going to be the senior class. And because of all this, I think right out of this dead period that we're currently in and a lot of guys getting to go through the camps and things of that nature – they'll turn their focus back to recruiting and it could see some things accelerate, especially in the Sooners' favor as OU tries to capitalize on the March period quickly and pretty heavily. So there you have it. So yeah, seven on seven stuff is really starting to kick up. Um, like Colin says, we get out of some of those and then, you know, it'd be spring practice and spring game, which is, it was a big, big uh, weekend for Oklahoma. Get lots of guys into town. That'll be here before you know it too. That's coming up just a little over two months from now. Like I said, spring practices are about a month um, from now as well. So we're getting close to uh, things kind of kicking back up in a big way on both the current team and the recruiting side. It's just kind of the nature of the calendar and uh, this kind of post-signing day February is just kind of uh, a little bit of a graveyard for for football stuff, just kind of the way it is on the, uh, the calendar. But we still got some stuff for you, and we'll look forward to uh, the calendar shifting to March and getting into the spring portion of the year as things get crazy. And then all of a sudden it's the summer, and we're doing the whole football season thing again uh, before you know it. So look forward to that here uh, before too long. So that's kind of where we have some things coming up, things to keep an eye on. Obviously the show's not we'll, – we'll have Colin still on the regular Thursday shows, and we'll continue to update as uh, things come along as uh, over the next few weeks. Like I said, spring. I'll tell you this, man, again, like – I'm really excited for this weekend. Like, I think next week's show and then the content that's coming as soon as Illustrated, I don't know what I'm in for when I get out to Georgia. <laughs> but, like, yeah. the timing of it worked out so well. And I think OU fans, 
they all some some of our subscribers and like our VIP chat that we do every Wednesday. Some of our subscribers always ask me, all right, what might be a new recruiting territory that pops up for Oklahoma? Georgia is it. Like this staff has made it clear. Yeah. They want to recruit the state of Georgia. And as I drive, whatever it is, the 11, 12 hours out east. I was going to ask, what kind of what kind of drive? How long of a drive are we looking at? For it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be like when you and I made the trip to Omaha, which was like, what, eight <laughs> hours in a breeze. Yeah. But no, nah, it, it will, it'll be pretty cool. And uh, I, we know Georgia is one of the top states in America as far as high school football talent. OU prioritizing that, especially as of late. I mean, in this last open period, I think they offered like 26, 30 kids, and a lot of them were from Georgia. Mm -hmm. well, I'm, I'm excited to see what we get to talk about next week because I think this is one of those things where we talk a lot about what's happening now. But podcasts are also kind of like forward thinking. What are some yeah. topics we can get into big picture? I'm here to tell you guys, like tomorrow or next Thursday, mm -hmm. I think this will be a really fun discussion that we have about OU and expanding recruiting territories, specifically into Georgia as they move into the SEC. 100%. So look forward to that. That'll be next Thursday, like Colin said, after he gets out there, safe travels for you, hopefully, uh, out there to Georgia. You said it's like in the Atlanta area? Yeah, I believe Carrollton, Georgia. So it'll be it'll be really cool, man. And and the other thing I'm doing this weekend, I forgot to mention, I'll be at the I-20 Coaches Clinic. Folks know I'm a big Coaches Clinic guy. I like going, shaking hands, meeting coaches, learning yeah. about the game from some of the best. And DFW is the coaching clinic hotbed. And I bring that up to say, not only is former Oklahoma defensive lineman Calvin Thibodeau, who's a coach at SMU, going to be talking, um, former Oklahoma running back, now Texas running backs coach Deshard Choice will be there in attendance. He'll be around. Guess who's another speaker on the list, Josh Callaway, who's really shoving it in the face of OU fans right now. Bill Beatonbow was invited yeah. to speak at the I-20 clinic this weekend. <laughs> so seemingly everyone who knows football loves Bill Beatonbow, folks, but a lot of you out there and and Oklahoma fans know which select group this is. It's a tough look right now the way Bill Beanbow's making it happen. Yeah, we just talked about that on Tuesday show to three guys to the combine again, three more guys going to the league again. Um it hasn't been all that this offseason for for Bill. That that's for sure. So cool. Good stuff coming up. Look forward to that obviously and uh we'll get into it more and more as we get into the back half of February. Uh, some fun things coming up on the calendar. The Sooners Illustrated Podcast will be back after this short break. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 
The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. We'll shift over to hoops here uh, on the back end. Baylor on Tuesday night in Waco at their brand new arena, their Foster Pavilion, which has got the most preposterous camera angle. I don't know if you've, you've gotten to watch any of the games there at, at Baylor, uh, but the camera angle is an abomination. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how they have this brand new arena, and it's awesome. It looks amazing on TV. I, I haven't been, but the camera angle is just insane. I don't. They just didn't plan for that at all. I guess because you're you're above the court, you're looking straight down. It, it's it's not great, but. Uh, it made a viewing experience that w- would have already been a little questionable with the camera angle even worse because the game didn't go well uh, for Oklahoma. So the, the bigger concern here for Oklahoma right now, um, and I think most fans would agree, the loss is the loss. I mean, they were sizable underdogs. It doesn't really hurt your tournament resume at all to go lose at Baylor. That's just not how it works. It's not college football. You go play a good team on the road like that, it can really only help you. And they lost. It is what it is. It's the injuries. The injury bug has got a hold of them in a big way right now. John Hughley missed the game, um, a knee injury that was bothering him, I guess, going all the way back to Bedlam that he played through. He missed the game on Tuesday night. And then Rivaldo Suarez, with the game over, I mean, it was a 20-point game with five minutes left, rolled his ankle really badly. He had to leave the game. That's where the concern lies. It's not in the loss of itself because it was a bad game. I mean, don't get me wrong, Baylor ran away and, and hit. It was not a competitive game in the second half. But you can move past that, but you need John Hughley and especially Rivaldo Suarez. Um, Suarez has been in the conversation for their best player in Big 12 play off the bench. He has been invaluable. He's been so good. He's a leader. He, he does all the dirty work. You need this guy. And that ankle roll didn't look great. Now, he may have avoided disaster. We'll see. We're hoping to get an update to our VIP members. Hopefully, later today, they practice in the afternoons. So, hopefully, we'll find out if he was able to get out there and do anything because Kansas coming to LNC this weekend, so not great right now. That that's where the concern lies. The game was bad. Don't get me wrong. Baylor blew him out of the out of the building, but you it is what it is. You can live with it and roll on. But you're going to need these guys because the schedule is brutal coming up. Colin, they still got to play Kansas this weekend. Like I said, Houston comes to LNC in a couple of weeks. They got to go to Ames play at, at Hilton Coliseum, which is just one of the hardest places to play in America. And I would say it's a top 10 team right now. It's a rough, rough schedule. They got to go to Gallagher-Iba next weekend. I know Oklahoma State's not any good, but still, Gallagher-Iba is going to be rocking. You know it will be for for the last bedlam there for who knows how long. There's not a lot of gimmies left on the schedule. I mean, not that there's many in the Big 12 anyway, but the rest of the slate is daunting. So, um, concern. Concern right now, I think, is fair uh, for Oklahoma fans. Concern is fair. So, as a as a casual viewer of Oklahoma basketball, and for the record, like the folks that I trust, some of the sources I have on the OU basketball side, I have not even remotely tried to check in on the status of those injuries. So, this is all you. But give me as like a casual observer. I, yeah. Again, I relate to a lot of OU fans in this. Not only give me a preview of this weekend's Kansas game because we know it's significant. I mean, it's KU coming to town. 
But is there what would be the path to victory for Oklahoma, considering these injuries and some of the stuff going on, and maybe the look ahead too, knowing the other opponents you got on the slate? Yeah, well, I mean, Kansas. The thing about Kansas, and they've been really they're, they're a top ten team again. They're certainly you know a national title contender again, like like they typically are under Bill Self. They've actually been really really bad on the road, um, kind of shockingly so. I think in Big 12 play, they're one and five on the road, which is astonishing for Kansas. So the key step one would be the fans to come out and make Lloyd Noble Center a tough place to play, which I imagine will be. I think the game was announced as a sellout back in like December. Like they announced the Kansas game sold out a long time ago. Now I imagine a lot of that will be Kansas fans. It usually is. You've been there for Kansas OU basketball games before. Yeah. A lot of Jayhawk fans live in Oklahoma. They come down because. Not for nothing, but Fog Allen is a tough ticket sometimes. So the opportunity to go watch and play at the LNC is an easier path for some Kansas fans who live in you know South Kansas, as crazy as that may sound, because it's hard to get into Fog Allen sometimes. So it'll be a lot of Kansas fans there, but making the environment something to you know make an impact would be step one, because Kansas has not played real great on the road. They just got hammered hammered in Lubbock on Monday. Texas Tech blew him out of the building. Um, so that would be step one. And then step two is, yeah, if, if John Hughley and Rivaldo Suarez are both out, I'm not saying they are, um, I think it's more likely that John Hughley is out than not, but not not for sure. But that's the way it looked to be trending. Um, it's going to be really hard. I mean, you're going to need some young guys you haven't asked a lot of to play well. You're going to need Luke Northweather to give you the best minutes that he's given you. And then probably, and maybe Caden Cooper season, if if you don't have Suarez, your only bench wing that has played at all is Latre Darthur, um, guard. So you're going to need another one, and that would presumably be Caden Cooper. So OU fans have really wanted to see Caden Cooper, and I've agreed uh, for a lot of the season. Darthard has been better lately, and we talk, just talked about how good Revolta Suarez has been, so that noise hasn't been as loud. But now you might just need him, and it's against Kansas, not the spot you would love to have to throw him in, but that's the way it goes. So we'll see. Maybe you know the Suarez anchor role wasn't as bad as it looked in real time because on Tuesday night, you know, he didn't put any weight on it. You know, he came off the floor. It didn't. It didn't look good. Um, Maybe he avoided, you know, it being as bad as it seemingly could be, and it stinks too because it was in a twenty-point game with five. I mean, you know, the game was over. Um, that that's the extra yeah. twist of the knife there. So <clears throat> we'll see. It, it's going to be fun. I mean, last time Kansas comes to LNC, probably ever, because um, why would they ever come back to North? Come yeah, why would you schedule that game? Is my it's extremely unlikely. Um, so it should be a heck of an environment, heck of an atmosphere. The reality for Oklahoma right now to get back to the tournament is they only need like one or two more wins, literally, I think, to lock it up. Because they're pretty soundly in the tournament as of now. But the schedule doesn't really have one or two super manageable games left on it, which is kind of the sick part of this. The, the rest of the schedule, they have Kansas at home, at Oklahoma State, at Iowa State, Houston at home, Cincinnati at home, at Texas. That's not a lot of winnable games. I mean, Cincinnati at home is by far the most winnable. You already beat them there. But the rest of that is is tough. So, yeah, I, it's like I said, concern is is valid. Like, they'll be fine if these guys are back. But if these guys are out, it's going to be hard to win any of these games, um, kind of simply put. So, we'll see. 
we'll see. This could spiral quickly, or they could get it back on track. Um, big moment this weekend. Big moment this weekend. This is a chance for a signature Porter Moser win with Kansas coming in. And the Jayhawks are, again, coming off a loss, which they were the last time OU played them, which is Kansas and lose a lot of game, two games in a row. So that doesn't uh, really help you. So yeah, look forward to it, though. Tom and I will be here at the LNC. Uh, full coverage on the site, of course, the YouTube channel afterward, and uh, what should be a uh, heck of an atmosphere out there. Also want to make sure we shout out before we get out of here, women's team won again, nine in a row. Uh, last night they beat Baylor, who was a top 25 team. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. They just, I mean, nine in a row, that, that's a that's a month solid in college hoops of winning. Nine straight. Uh, outrageous. And I think, I could be wrong, I should check, I can pull it up before we get out of here, but I, I'm pretty certain. Kansas State lost again. So they now have a two-game lead for, for first place in the Big 12. Two games clear of anybody else in the conference. Absolutely insane what they're doing. Um, so be sure to follow that as well. James Jackson's been covering that team for us and doing a great job. So keep up with that. Uh, that team's been a lot of fun. They're getting back to the tournament. It, it, it's like a done deal. Yeah, that's done. I don't think we need to worry about that at all at this point. But yeah, man, I don't know what it is. James gets to cover softball and women's basketball, and they all those two teams do is just I know. win. And I, James, you got to figure out, man, are you lucky charm or are you you cheating the system? <laughs> like I, you know, I stood in a lot of seven on seven tournaments in the rain, buddy. You got to come out here in the grit. Yeah, absolutely. So shout out to them as well. They just keep on winning. It's the same. I got another ranked game this weekend, I believe. I think it's West Virginia. Maybe uh, I need to check that, but. They just keep on winning nine in a row for them. And then last thing, like I kind of touched on at the very beginning, baseball season starts tomorrow. Uh, hallelujah. What a feeling. What a feeling. Uh, I'm going to be hitting the road to Arlington later today. I'm gonna, we're going to finish up the show here. I'm going to get it up on YouTube and, and obviously the podcast feed and stuff like that. And then I'm pretty much going to hit the road down to DFW, Oklahoma, Oregon, tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I'll be boots on the ground at Globe Life Field, so be sure to keep up with our baseball coverage all season long. Baseball season preview up on the site yesterday, so if anybody, you're just looking for a primer of the team, trying to catch up, what changed since the end of last year, I go through it all. So it's all there for you to be sure you're all set and ready for the 2024 season, which starts tomorrow. I'll be coming back on Saturday uh, to go to the Kansas game at the LNC, so I'll only be able to be down there for the opener, but... Um, I will be there for the opener. So very excited for that. Oklahoma and Oregon tomorrow at Globe Life Field. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Lots of sports. It's a great time of year. Um, the busiest time of year in some ways coming up, especially when spring football starts, um, which is, right, like I said, right around the corner. So good stuff coming up. CK, safe travels to Georgia. Good luck. It's on my mind. You know what I mean? Get some peaches. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you next week afterward. I know I said on the Tuesday show that we should be able to get back to our usual Monday, Thursday. I think we maybe have to go on Tuesday again after I said that. Um, Tom Green, I think he said he had something, a conflict on Monday. So we may be bumping back to Tuesday again next week. So keep an eye out for that. If that's the case, we'll be sure to recap the weekend for hoops. We'll continue our status report series. We're going to do wider series and tight ends on that show as well. And uh, anything else that's worth touching on, we'll do that, uh, of course, also. So that's it. Great show. Uh, short one, getting you all on the way into the weekend. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. We'll be back next week for Colin Kennedy. I'm Josh Calloway. We'll see you guys Monday slash probably Tuesday next time on the Sooners Illustrated Podcast. <laughs>